Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Arkansas and Kentucky take on each other at Kroger Field in Lexington this Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Game will be on the SEC Network as both teams looking to try to get something turned around. Both teams 2-3, and 0 for in conference, Arkansas is 0-2, and, and of course Kentucky is 0-3. And, and we're going to talk about the matchup from the Kentucky perspective as we welcome in Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Jack, really appreciate you joining this morning, man. How you doing? Absolutely. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, we're doing well. We're trying to make sense out of this matchup because, listen, if, <laughs> if if Arkansas plays Mississippi State or Ole Miss or whoever, we're pretty familiar because they play each other every single season. But Arkansas has not played Kentucky since 2012. So it's been quite some time that these two teams have uh, played, uh, played against each other, and it just happened to coming at a point to where both teams are struggling this season. Just your overall takeaways and your feeling about these match this matchup between these two teams. Yeah, it's it's definitely a point of desperation for for, for both teams, but you know Kentucky in particular, it's it's coming off three massive losses. They they were right in the, right there in position to beat Florida, who is looking every bit of a top ten team right now, uh, and it just seems like ever since then the wheel the wheels have fallen off. Uh, horrible injury luck and. Uh, just about as crucial of positions as you could possibly look for. Um, you know, I, I think Kentucky's in a position right now where they're backed up against the wall and uh, to risk the, the season completely, the, the wheels falling off on the season completely. They, uh, th- this is a must-win scenario for Kentucky right now. Let's talk through the quarterback position. Obviously, that's been, you know, a lot of ups and downs this year for Kentucky. Where are you at with Sawyer Smith coming off the bye week? Is he going to be ready to go for this game? Um what what's the quarterback spot look like for the Wildcats this week? Well, if you talk to Mark Stoops, he uh, he's not going to tell you. He's uh, trying to keep this as close to Vets as possible. Um, they are working in Lynn Bowden at the at the quarterback position. He played quarterback in high school, played it really well. Uh, he's definitely a dynamic threat back there. But he's he's as you guys know, Kentucky star star wide receiver. So uh, he he's a guy that I think they are kind of secretly trying to trying to get into get into position where he's he is capable of running this offense from start to finish not not just in a in spot roles as he has been doing uh Sawyer Smith I think Soup said last week that he is battling through three injuries right now I know uh he's he's battling through a wrist and an elbow and or maybe even a, a shoulder and maybe a shoulder and shoulder and wrist but then he said there's also a lower lower limb extremity that is that's hurting him as well. So he is definitely banged up. Supposedly, Stoops gave him the entire week off last week, and he didn't pick up a football once. So as, as far as I know, he's he's uh, planning on being back to at least ninety ninety five percent health uh, physically, but mentally, I you know he's just it, things have not looked well with him at all over the last two weeks. He had such a hot start coming in after Terry Wilson went down against Eastern Michigan and had a phenomenal first half against Florida. And then uh, it just seems like ever since then, he's been a walking three and out. So uh, I, I would not be shocked in the slightest if, if Lynn Bowden runs out there to, to start the game on Saturday. Obviously, uh, Kentucky's coming off a great season, a 10-win season from last year. And I know a lot of fans were excited about it. And this year's not 
starting off according to plan. But just just give us a, a basis for those who maybe not have been able to watch a lot of Kentucky football this season. Losing these three games, what's kind of been the main reason? Has it been unable to move the ball? Has it been just the injuries? I mean, what have been the reasons why Kentucky has struggled in these three straight losses? Well, you bring up last year, and, and the, you can kind of pinpoint it right there. Benny Snell was a a walking uh, a walking first down, a walking touchdown. He he was able to, uh, you know, he was just the, the absolute perfect crutch to lean on uh, in third and, third and short situations, goal line situations. He could he, you just always relied on him to convert. So, you know, you didn't really think about that reliability when he left. You know, you you saw the big numbers and and you knew you were going to miss that, but. You know, the, there was a crucial fourth and one against Florida that had Kentucky converted it, they would have been put in position to, to score a touchdown, potentially win that game. And then at that point, who knows how this season would have gone. But uh, ever since then, I think Kentucky is one of the worst third-down conversion teams, uh, very horrendous on fourth down. And that is something that is has been just crucial for this, this Kentucky offense. But, yeah, it's, it's just been a lack of – lack of uh, you know, production offensively, they're not they're not able to move the chains at all. Uh, I mean, it just kind of they have playmakers, they have major weapons. It's just been the fact that there's been nobody throwing the ball because Sawyer Smith banged up, Terry Terry Wilson's out for the year, Walker Wood was our um, technically third on the depth chart and and uh, at the quarterback position, but he is he's battling through I think two shoulder surgeries, so even though we're no position to come in the game, so. Yeah, this this is a game that they are going to try to do do something to switch things up because their their formula over the last several weeks is just not working. How's this team spent the bye week? Is it mainly about getting healthy? Because we've spent a lot of time talking about injuries. Uh, you get our, <laughs> you get Arkansas, which seems like uh, you know you can't really throw the must win card out. But then you get Georgia. Then there's there appears to be at least on paper a lot of winnable games. Kentucky still got a bowl game in its sights, uh, or at least getting bowl eligible. What what's the mindset, and how's the how's the bye week gone? Yeah, the, Stoops is definitely stressed throughout the week, and then last week that the bye week was one hundred percent dedicated to getting healthy, getting the guys that are you know fifty, sixty, seventy percent back up to a hundred percent, getting guys like Sawyer Smith, who was just I mean, if you saw him against South Carolina last week, he had just no business being in the game. He was just grimacing every time he, he, he took a hit or threw the ball. He was just so uncomfortable back there. So it has been 100% dedicated to getting guys healthy, just kind of clear, clearing their minds and going, okay, three straight losses. This is going about as horribly as it could possibly go. Let's just we, – we know that this – this is a team that has the talent to win eight or nine games this season. They, they are a very, very talented group, but they're playing like a team that's only going to win five or six. So – they, I think they just wanted to clear clear them, their mind, go clean slate, and go, all right, we, we got through the rough patch to start the season. Why don't we um, get, get a win against Auburn or against Arkansas, move forward, and and try to capitalize on some wins at the, with a favorable schedule to close out the year. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast with Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio via the Cherokee Casino Hotline right now in the morning rush. 
Jack, it's always difficult to to win on the road in the SEC. We all know that. But this particular game for Arkansas, I know something that they've been looking at from the fan perspective is that it is going to be the night where Jared Lorenzen is honored after his tragic passing, uh, an, an icon really in Kentucky football. Are you expecting the atmosphere based on that alone to be a, a really crazy, great atmosphere for a night game for the SEC? I know the two, the team isn't doing probably as well as what a lot of people are hoping, but are you expecting a big-time atmosphere for the Jared Lorenzen night? I do. I, I am. Um, this, the, that, that, the loss of Jared Lorenzen was one that definitely shook the, the fan base. It, it, it was one that shook the, the program up pretty hard. A lot of the media members, KSR uh, is, I mean, he was, he was part of the, the KSR pregame show uh, on a weekly basis. He did a couple podcasts with us. So he was a guy that touched so many lives. Um, you know, he was a fan favorite for however many years, you know, while he was playing afterward because he was so close with the media and, and always wanted to put his face out there. The, te- uh, the team brought him out uh, every Saturday to kind of hype up the crowd going into fourth quarters because he was just this, this larger-than-life figure in, in the Bluegrass State. Uh, everybody loved him. You know, opposing fans, we've had so many so many media members and uh, former players, former coaches reach out and say, you know, this is a guy that it was just impossible to cheer against. So this is this is the day that, the you know, a Kentucky versus Arkansas matchup, especially given the circumstances, is definitely not a game that would usually put butts in seats. But this is definitely the, the day that, you know, it kind of came at – pretty good time you know pretty solid time for the fan base because it's, it's going to give them something to rally around Jared's family is going to be there uh there's I know Terry Wilson was planning on on actually wearing number 22 to start the year for this game but now that he's injured I don't know if whoever they roll out at quarterback will will be wearing the 22 jersey but uh yeah it's it's definitely going to be something that the fan base is is planning on rallying around for sure certainly should be a uh, a special night a year ago kentucky's defense was was stellar um 16.8 points per game uh, one of the best in in the country statistically good enough that matt house who was the defensive coordinator uh, got a job at the kansas city chiefs brad white's now the defensive coordinator there how has that transition gone defensively up front kentucky has been very good uh what can arkansas expect this week starting up front with the Wildcat defense. Yeah, it's kind of funny that Brad White was, you know, Josh Allen is, is a guy that has been super outspoken about his, his love for, for Brad White and how uh, he actually said that Brad White is the reason that he turned into, kind of developed from a fringe first-round pick to a top-ten pick. He said that uh, that last year for him, he was able to take that next step and be the dominant force that he kind of knew he could be potential-wise. So. It's kind of funny seeing the the flack Brad White is getting because of you know they've they've been banged up in the secondary and and you know growing pains of losing four starters in the secondary. Uh, but in terms of up front, that is easily where Kentucky on paper is is the most talented. They have a, a tremendous tremendous talent pass rushing our linebackers between Cash Daniel, Chris Chris Oates, uh, DeAndre Square is one of the best linebackers in the, the entire SEC. So. They have a lot of playmakers in that front seven. Um, last week, they struggled a good bit against South Carolina. I don't know if it was uh, just the fact that Kentucky was a you know had so many three and outs that they just got tired and, and the, they it was a bend but don't break type situation. They were just trying to get off the field, but uh, they, the, their front seven is definitely definitely impressive. 
Jack, I want to ask you about uh, Mark Stoops and the success that he's had at Kentucky because from 2013 on, uh, he had to take over a really tough situation, went 2-10 and 10 in his first year, and uh, just ended up building it into something that I know has been very respectable in the SEC. You look at Arkansas right now. Chad Morris had to take over a pretty tough situation, goes 2-10 and 10 in his first mm-hmm. year, and they're trying to figure things out. And, and it's really frustrating for Razorback fans because you know there's times where they want to jump ship, but there's times they still want to believe when you were looking at Mark Stoops and the success that he's been able to have at Kentucky, what what was the patience like for Mark Stoops from the fans? What what was that what was that direction like, and what was it also like being able to see the things and why people believe that this was the guy for the job? What did they see in the early going of his coaching tenure where they figured out that yeah, this guy is going to be able to get it going? Yeah, great question. Um, when Stoops actually was was brought in, funny thing is he actually told he he kind of came in saw what the, what uh, was left in the cupboard for him for him from the Joker Phillips era and he actually immediately started telling recruits uh, this is going to be a, a pretty horrible year this is you know don't his message to recruits was don't look at the win loss column look at how we are competing in games look at how um, we're putting each other putting ourselves in position to to just compete, look at the fight, look at the heart, look at the you know the fundamental differences. Even though they're this is still a a two and ten win on, team on paper as they ended up being, uh, they just look at look at the the fundamental differences from the past to the present and what we're doing moving forward. And it it, it won a lot of recruits over, and a lot of it was uh, just based on trust and and kind of the UK coaching staff selling a dream to these to these recruits and saying, I know, I know it looks bad right now, but these are our dreams. We have massive uh, SEC championship title dreams, and, and everybody kind of looked at the at UK like they were crazy, and they, they were able to turn that into what you saw last year. Last year was a, a, just a monumental season for, for this Kentucky program, best in 40, 40 years. Uh, it, was, it was definitely it, it was incredible to watch just the transformation of a two and ten program to a five and seven program to a seven and five program to a ten ten, uh, ten win program. So yeah, it's it's definitely one that you just gotta it, that that patience just has to be there and and trust trust the, the Stoops mindset from day one has not changed from from what it is right now. He's a guy that he has implemented the exact same style, exact same offense, exact same style defense. He's just been able to incorporate better playmakers on both sides of the ball and and he has uh turned this turned this program into a you know they're they're still not trying to knock down more barriers and, and reach that upper tier of the sec but uh, where the the difference from day one to right now is just, it's uh it's something that the kentucky fan base is definitely appreciative of maybe if we had as much bourbon as you guys we'd have more patience maybe that's what we need <laughs> we need more bourbon uh, we, we went through a lot of that, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are two or three things that got to go the Wildcats' way to have success over Arkansas? And what are two or three of the pivotal things in this game this week you'll be looking for to see how it goes early? Uh, quarterback position. One, you know, the, that is easily the biggest takeaway. If Kentucky can put any semblance of a a competent offense out there, whether it be led by Lynn Bowden. He came in at the end of the South Carolina game and, and looked look, looked pretty pretty phenomenal, to be totally honest. Uh, if, if he's back there, get the, get the ball moving, get get the ball into the end zone a couple times, uh, that'd be a, a, absolutely massive. Uh, like we said, front seven has to improve. 
Last week they had a pretty horrendous performance. Um, they they have to, to live up to the potential that they, they all have. Uh, and then the running back position, I think A.J. Rose, he has kind of wanted to take the, take the offense over in, in the backfield, but he's been very inconsistent. He, I believe two weeks ago he had a pretty phenomenal game against uh, Mississippi State and then followed it up with a per, pretty uh, uh, lackluster performance against South Carolina. Chris Rodriguez is a, is a redshirt freshman that played pretty well against South Carolina. So some type of consistency back there. I think those are the, the three big uh, elements of this game that Kentucky fans definitely need to look at if, if they want to pull out a victory on Saturday. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Uh, real quick before we let you get out of here, Jack, is Kentucky basketball going to be any good this year? <laughs> I think just uh, I think just a little bit. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, we, we Kentucky just had their pro day this past weekend, and uh, they have a lot of shooters, a lot of playmakers. Man, it, it's it's uh, there, there were a lot of questions about UK only having three uh, roster, three scholarship big men um, with Nate Sestina, Nick Richards, and EJ Montgomery, but all three looked apart the in this pro day. There's a lot of rumblings that. Uh, a backcourt of Tyrese Maxey and Ashton Hagens can be one of the best in the SEC. A lot of shooters, a lot of playmakers. It's it's definitely going to be a fun season. What does Calipari or the, just the people around Kentucky think about this paper pay for play laws or these all these laws that are people are passing? <laughs> well, it, um, it was funny at media day. He actually sat down and didn't let anybody answer a question first. He said, "All right, now I know everybody's going to ask me about this. I just want you guys to know that." I was out recruiting. I was on the plane when this bill passed. I haven't gotten the chance to look it over, so please don't ask me any questions about it. I really am not comfortable uh, knowing, you know, talking about this on a public forum. About four questions later, somebody said, you know, kind of hinted at it, but wouldn't. It? And then he went on a full-on rant. Yeah, I think guys should should have the opportunity to uh, make money for themselves, and and he was definitely definitely hinted at being a strong advocate of it. He didn't go out of his way to say that he was a supporter of the bill, but he's a supporter of the bill. He's a, he's, I remember either last media day or two media days ago, he said something along the lines of guys need to be able to make money off of them, their own name and likeness. And he was definitely a, a strong supporter of that back then. So I don't know why he's changing his tune right now on a public level. He's, he's been all over the place with that, but uh, behind the scenes, I can assure you, he's a guy that supports this bill. Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Really appreciate you hopping on with us this morning. Jack, enjoy this weekend's game, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you around basketball season, all right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.